Uh, can you hear me? Sound good? Yeah, I think we're here. Oh, Monday, December 14th, 2020, y'all. How y'all doing out there, Emos The Witness? It's the Phil Show, episode four, y'all. We made it. I'm still here. First time on the radio, come on down to Wave One Media. Meet your boy, Wyatt. Malik, get you a show. Before I begin, I wish I like that page for me. 
like, subscribe for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're live. We're here, y'all. Radio One Media. Let's get into it, y'all. Let's get this music off. Let's get, get into it, y'all. It's a very busy Monday. We have a lot to talk about. The weekend's passed. A lot of news has passed. While you're out here shopping, you're ready for the holiday season. What do you guys say? You guys say Merry Christmas or you say uh, Happy Holidays? What side of the political spectrum are you on when it comes to your your holiday your holiday cheer this year? Huh? Are you are you the type that uh follows the rules? That you that you follow the status quo? You go with the trends? Did you switch up your happy holiday? I mean your Merry Christmas? Huh? Are you saying happy holidays now? When you go in to buy that sweater? You wanna say Merry Christmas, don't you? When that clerk looks at her and she says, happy holidays, she beats you to, to, to the punch, doesn't she? You walk out Macy's and you walk to your car and you're like, damn, I really wanted to say Merry Christmas. But that's where we are in society. Everything is so PC now. Everything's so politically correct. You got to walk that fine line or you get shut down, you get censored. This morning I was coming downtown. I'm like, man, I want to talk about so much regarding this political firestorm, the political elections and the and the current news and, and all the violations that we're witnessing and now I heard we can't say the D word can't even say the D word I gotta find a way to say the D word you don't even know what the hell I'm talking about do you the D word let me see if I can get out get that correct because I don't want I don't want to be shut down by YouTube I'm just getting started I want to I'm trying to get some monetization going on up in here we're trying to get it popping we trying to be one of the liveest shows we can be in this country because the word has to get spread we need new voices out here new political voices in this in this society. So that's why I'm here. And you can be here too. Come on down away one media. Me, my man White, me, my man Malik, get you a show. Like my page on YouTube. Subscribe. Emos the witness the field show. F-I-L. Stands for the fuck I look like. Okay? And we're all witnesses here today. So walk with me. We're gonna walk through this political political world we live in. We're gonna go through the articles and headlines. We're gonna find out who's giving us the truth, who's giving us the real, who's giving us the fake, who's lying to us. Cause we've been through so much. So it's time to sort through it all. And uh, we're gonna be witnesses together. This is episode four of the Emos to Witness show. So uh, what I wanna do, I wanna get into some of these articles. I wanna get into some of these, these general headlines. Sometimes, you know, I get out here and I talk in tangents and I lose my, my train of thought, uh, but you know, a lot went down this week. I want to talk about some simple stuff. You know, uh, I dabbled to a little bit of stocks. So you know that DoorDash recently released their recent IPO initial public offering. Let's see what their, their current price is um, at this point because I know they opened up at shoot, like 170 bucks. They're delivering food like that. I think their uh, their stock ticker is Dash. I understand. So as of Monday morning, they're down to 159. So they, you know, they're starting to settle a little bit from that opening mark of 170. You know, I'm not, I'm trying to find a way to bring 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 fresh, general news and entertainment and sports into this show. I mean, like I said, we're just getting started, y'all. I'm getting excited because this is I never done a show before. You know, this this podcast is going to be fresh and insightful. You know, I, I don't want to, I want to serve you guys as a, as a as a referee. I want to be your ref. I want to be your guide. We're all witnesses, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm doing this for for order integrity. Sounds strange, right? Sounds so so cliche, but it's true. 
I'm doing it for voter integrity, y'all. I'm doing it for the Constitution. I'm doing it for freedom. I'm doing it for free market capitalism. I'm doing it to end corruption. <clears throat> no matter who's bringing it. I'm going to be talking from angles that make you want to think, oh, he's a Trump supporter. I'll be talking from angles that says, oh, he, maybe he's a progressive. Or maybe he's liberal. Or maybe he's downright conservative. But the bottom line is, it's neither of those things. I'm just an American. And I went into a lot of bullshit out here in America. And so we're going to dive into these articles. And we're going to dive into these, these this election and, 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 and the ill results that we've seen so far from November 4th all the way down. We still don't know who our leader is going to be, but we have a damn sure... Getting close to finding out, huh? You know, with this past Friday, the Supreme Court ruled that uh, they're not going to take the case of Texas and Louisiana protesting the uh, uh, the uh, swing states of Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Actually, demanding that Georgia reverse their their votes in favor of Biden. Recently, the Supreme Court doesn't want to take on that case. And let's take out this article from. Uh, Newsmax, Rudy Giuliani to Newsmax TV. Legal fight will go on. Rudy Giuliani says President Donald Trump's legal battle will go on despite the Supreme Court rejecting a bid Friday from Texas Attorney General to block the ballots of millions of voters in battleground states that went in favor of Joe Biden. But Giuliani, this case wasn't rejected on the merits. This case was rejected on the standing. The answer to that is to bring the new case now to the district court by the president. Some by the electors alleging the same facts where there would be a standing and therefore get a hearing. And see, the thing is, it's really frustrating, America, that we have judges in this country from every level, from the district courts to even the Supreme Court now, that won't even take on a case as important as voter integrity and election fraud. Remember, there's over 2,000 sworn affidavits, incident, incident reports, they have to be heard. No matter if we have an inauguration in January in favor of Biden, he gets sworn in office and he continues his his administration. These answers, these questions, these claims still have to be answered, still have to be resolved. Some judge in some country, in some region, I mean, in this country, in some region of our country has to answer these, these claims of voter, voter fraud and integrity. And those answers, when they come out, it will go down in history as one of the most tainted elections ever. Now, that could lead to a return of the, of, the, of the results, and you may still see Trump in office, but that's a very slim chance. So what, what are we to do, America? What is someone who is impartial, who woke up on November 5th and really thought that there was going to be a President Trump in office going forward for another four years? And... They see that it was actually pretty much taken from them, right? I mean, if you look at the the, the numbers, you look at the statistical anomalies, you look at you look at the ups and downs of all the claims. You can you can pretty much say that something strange happened, and at least it warrants investigation. And as I said in episode three this past Friday, if you're able to do a four-year investigation on a on a on a on a Russian Trump collusion case that was frivolous, that was downright trash on this on it from the beginning based on based on just horrible dossier and, and, and fabricated you know evidence 
and fake whistleblowers. We can't take a moment in time to ensure that our election security and integrity is intact. It's so important. But you know, like I said, like I said the Democrats, are, they're the best at playing the political game. They're the best at playing politics. And this is a sure example of it. For four years, they planned to take this election. They took it. And I mean, it hats off to them. But now the real battle begins, right? Because now you have two Senate runoff races in Georgia that are that are key, that are very important. Because these two would have determined the control of the Senate, right? And who controls the Senate pretty much controls the power levers of this country. That's where the true power lies in the Senate, ladies and gentlemen. So a lot of this could really bore you, but a lot of it, man, is is man, it's like to me, it's this is is exciting. It's like Star Wars. You know, I, I watch these cast and characters in the, in the political sphere, in Congress, in media, in business, and there's good and bad on each side. And you got to find out who the characters are. And one thing we're going to do, we're going to go through the cast and characters throughout these these previous continued episodes. You know, we're going to keep on gradually. I'm going to introduce you to a lot of characters you might know about in various state departments, the FBI, previous administrations, current administration, and media. Who's on your side? Who's 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 manipulating you? Who wants to tell you the truth? Who who's upholds the the torch for freedom and who is up for corruption? Who represents the old guard? Who represents you, America? Your future depends on it. It's important. That's why I'm emotional witness. Y'all, I'm here right now to fill show. F I L L the fuck I look like. Episode four. Wave one media. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Like my page. Catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You'll see my website coming soon. You know, like I said, like I said, I'm warming up, y'all. We're gonna have a great show. We're gonna talk. We're gonna start doing a lot of live things here. And but let's get into the news. Y'all. Let's get some more information. Let's see what's going on out here. You know, the big rib is back. Four dollars fifty nine cents. I think for the big rib. We got. Uh, let's do one, one more stock here. We did DoorDash. Let's check out. Uh, Airbnb has popped out the scene, I believe. They came out this past Friday with IPO about 70 bucks. Let's see what they're doing right now here this Monday morning. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lightweight investor, y'all, so dibbling, dabbling. And it's always good to see what these new IPOs are coming. Wow, look at that. Let me make sure I got my information right. Airbnb started off at like $75, y'all. This morning, they're at 127 and climbing. Thank you some of that fractional shares, y'all. Shout out to Robin Hood. <laughs> but yeah, let me keep going. Um, so yeah, news of the day. Um, we got some great news regarding the COVID latest thing. We got the COVID vaccine out here and about. Got a healthcare worker. Let's check out this article here. Fresh of a healthcare worker, one of the first ones to take the vaccine. Here, according to foxnews.com. Got history in the making. Healthcare worker who spent months on the pandemic trail is one of the first to take the, the vaccine. It's going to foxnews.com. Malik, I'm about to suit you over this uh, this link. I want to show the American people. I'm going to give everybody an update on the COVID vaccine. It's very important. We're finally making progress. You know, depending on who you, depending on where you get your news source from, you think that you know if you walk five steps and 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 turn the corner and you and you walk past somebody, you're going to fall flat on your ass and die. But if you watch uh, other articles, you'll see there's optimism in the world. There's a vaccine coming out regarding um, what's going on here? 
Well, I guess I'm just gonna read the article because I can't seem to get it over to you. But the first dose, the first, the first dose of New York's coronavirus, coronavirus vaccine supply went to a healthcare worker who spent the last ten months working on the front lines, ripped through the state. The Northwell healthcare employee, who was the first to receive the vaccine on Monday, was identified as Sandra Lindsay, registered nurse, a critical care nurse at Long Island Jewish Medical Center. She was vaccinated during a, a Governor Andrew Cuomo press conference on Monday, and was first, and was possibly the first to receive the jab. In the U.S., she told the doctor administering the vaccine that she was feeling great. After receiving the vaccine, Lindsay, Lindsay told Cuomo that the shot didn't feel any different from the other vaccine. She went on to thank her colleagues in the field who have been battling the virus throughout the world. I feel hopeful. Northwell Health has planned to vaccinate at least two other healthcare workers later Monday morning. So I guess we're on our way now, y'all. Reassurance. Huh? How does it make you feel better? Are you going to get the shot? It's out there, y'all. It's going to healthcare workers. We got Secretary Health Secretary Azar say he's one of the first ones to take the uh, vaccine to kind of, you know, jumpstart the motivation and get you kind of enthused about taking it, kind of calm you down. A lot of people are scared of vaccines. We don't we don't want to get that shot, but we know we want to move on. We want we want to move forward with life. Uh, we got UPS. We got a lot of distribution things going on. But one thing is telling to me, and like I said, you know, the fuck I look like. You know, you look at the political side of this this issue, and you know, coronavirus is very it's a touchy subject because people are dying every day. You don't want to politicize this issue, but if you think about it, man, unfortunately, it has been politicized for the whole the whole election season. You know, I, you know, a lot of people claim that the Democrats used the the COVID nineteen pandemic to to steer you into a election result that's not in your favor. I you know they you know they wanted you to stay home. They didn't want you to go out and vote. They've been scaring you every day with with, the, with these death tallies and totals. What are we to think? We have a president tell you to stay vigilant. Let, let's let's dig into these speeches. This is a speech from Donald Trump. I want you to listen about about two minutes long. He's actually talking about the results and success of the, of the uh, coronavirus update and and where we are with the distribution of the vaccine. And it sounds very optimistic. And then we'll do a contrast and go into a Biden speech day before. What he's talking about the dangers and the perils. Upcoming dark winter regarding this virus. Let's check out this first speech. Good news. Today, our nation has achieved a medical miracle. We have delivered a safe and effective vaccine in just nine months. This nine is months. one of the greatest scientific accomplishments in history. It will save millions of lives and soon end the pandemic once and for all. I am thrilled to report that the FDA has authorized the Pfizer vaccine. We have given Pfizer and other companies a great deal of money, hoping this would be the outcome. And it was. On behalf of the American people, I'd like to thank all of the brilliant scientists, technicians, doctors, and workers who made this all possible. Pfizer and Moderna have announced their vaccine is approximately 95 percent effective, far exceeding expectations. These vaccines are also very safe. American citizens participated in clinical trials that were far larger than normal and had no serious side effects. The dedicated and independent experts at the FDA meticulously studied the results of the trials, and it has now passed the gold standard of safety. Mm. 
Through Operation Warp Speed, my administration provided a total of $14 billion to accelerate vaccine development and to manufacture all of the top candidates in advance. This included a nearly $2 billion investment in Pfizer to produce 100 million doses of their vaccine, with an option to produce 500 million additional doses. And I'm proud to say that we have made sure that this vaccine will be free for all Americans. Through our partnership with FedEx and UPS, we have already begun shipping the vaccine to every state and zip code in the country. The first vaccine will be administered. See, I mean, I've been, you know, like I said, this is the most win this show, episode four of the Phil Show, Fuck I Look Like. And the one of the reasons why I started this show is because, you know, what he just, what President Trump just stated in those first, those last two minutes, I've heard that all year. I've heard that since this pandemic's been being, being attacked. You know, there's been a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking. There's a lot of, there's a lot of what I would have done, what I should have done. And all that's political campaign rhetoric. But when you hear it, it will make you think that this president is trash. I remember back on in early 2020, they said that it could be estimated 2 million deaths, 2 million deaths from this virus. We were having around about 300,000 end of the year. We have a vaccine. We have about three, we have probably about three vaccines. I mean, some more on the way. Therapeutics, um, the rollout, the implementation of all these PPE equipment, the ventilators, the, 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 the ships that we had docked on, on the, on the coast of the East coast, all the hospitals, all the, all the, all the accommodations, all the, all the logistical movements that we made throughout the year. I observed all that. I watched the timeline. I watched the, the communication. Now, if you want to see, if you, if you sincerely want to ask me how well did this administration, how well did this administration do battling this pandemic? If you want to give me, a, if you want me to give it a fair assessment, objective viewpoint, ignoring all the nonsense, you have to kind of give it like a, 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 a solid B, at least a B. I can give it a B minus if you want to go there. I will, I will chastise the president on his communication. I think he could have been more sensitive to, to some of the family needs and, and be more comforting and more, um, Considering his tone regarding, um, I just feel like he was more eager. He's he's a, he's a he's a he's a gentleman that's more eager to win, and to and to have success, and to and to and to stay straightforward and steely on his on his on his on his rhetoric. But I think when it came to the pandemic, he should have been more more appealing to families and more soft softening softening in his stance. But as far as attacking and the leadership and leading this and his command, putting vice president. Um, Pence in charge of the task force. I think. I think overall, I would give them a solid B on this on the handling of the pandemic. But man, if you listen to this Biden speech, like I said, I think that you know you would think that a dark winter is coming, and you know this is what we got to look forward to in the administration. I don't want it. Listen to this Biden speech. Regarding this, is the day before Trump came out, Trump came out with his vaccine announcement. Check this out. Old, old walking cadaver. Good Look afternoon. Before I walking corpse, y'all. My Botox. Today, I want Look. to say a few words about the COVID crisis. Stumbling and fumbling. This week marked another tragic milestone in our fight against COVID-19. More than 3,000 deaths in one single day. The highest single death count during this pandemic. 
That's more deaths in a single day than we saw on 9-11 or at Pearl Harbor. This is serious business. And the current director of the CDC said yesterday, we can expect the similar numbers of deaths or more every single day for the next 60 to 90 days. We're in the teeth of a crisis right now. And this nation what? needs presidential leadership right now. Okay. Presidential leadership that is willing to model the steps we should be taking for our, to save our own lives and the lives of our families. You know, we can wish this away, but we have to face it head on. We have to take it head on. Okay. Using every power available to me as president, we'll have a national coordinated strategy that will that will beat this virus. We do. We have one you know, now. We, and we just, what the fuck? As tough as things are now, I firmly believe better days are ahead. We've got some good news yesterday. The FDA committed, a committee, I should say, recommended emergency use authorization for Pfizer's BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. But we're grateful for the scientists that, at, at these, not only there, but other politics. great organizations. Politics. Researchers who developed this vaccine and several others on the way. And we're just as grateful to the scientists and the public experts who evaluated its safety and efficiency free from political influence. Okay. I want to make it clear to the public, you should have confidence in this. There is no political influence. These are first-rate scientists taking their time looking at all of the elements that need to be looked at. Scientific integrity led us to this point. We know the immense challenges and hard work ahead. Earlier this week, I announced our COVID response team that will scale up the manufacturing, distribution, and injection of the vaccine. We set a bold and doable challenge in my first 100 days. 100 million Crazy. It's just, it's just nonsense. If you, if you see the, the, the contract between the two speeches, you see one that is full of optimism, congratulating all the scientists, all the research has been done, all the monumental steps, the history, the, the landmark, the records that we made to get this vaccine out, the rollout, Operation Warp Speed, and where we're headed with this, with this, with this vaccination and, and all the bright, uh, bright days that, that are, are ahead. And then you got Biden that comes out with this, this speech, and he's just, it's just so dark, isn't it? It's just so, it just, and, and it's so politically moved. It's, it's, it's scientists get all the credit, all the research full of, uh, void of any political interference. Yeah, we're between the lines, y'all, between the words, y'all. Not only are they trying to take credit for all the hard work that's been done in the last four years, last year to battle this virus. <clears throat> they're just trying to, they're trying to fully manipulate you. And then they put fear, tell you how many deaths that has been every single day. They count down every day on CNN. You see it. It just, it just stops you dead in your tracks. So who's percolating? Who's speculating? Huh? Who's feeding you that bullshit? Who's trying to manipulate you and sway you? Oh, man, I just tell you, we got we got some times we got that's why we got to battle back. That's why I'm here. It's the emos witness to Phil show. We got to sort through all this. We're gonna use articles and headlines, and I'm just a witness. Walk with me. We're all witnesses. Okay. Don't kill the messenger. My message to you is that we're gonna walk these through and find, we're gonna walk through this world and find these truths. Okay. Step by step. One of the projects that I want to implement going forward is we're gonna take uh 
a moment and we're going to go through each single day post-election 2016 and we're going to look at headlines and articles and claims and accusations that were that were thrown upon president trump and we're going to see if the back we're going to go fast forward today and see if those were true or not how accurate were they was it was it, was it slanderous were we being manipulated were we being, were we being tricked was that really true did Donald Trump really get pissed on? Was he like, you know, with, let's go through that dossier. Let's go back and review the history. I mean, hey, Brian Williams did had a countdown how many days President Trump is going to be in office. Let's count down each day from November 4th, 2016 to today. Let's see if we get like a full review. Why not? Why not? You know, I'm going to be here. I'm, I'm, let's do, let's do millions of episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you, America. We got plenty of time to sort it out. Let's fast, and then every day let's hold everybody accountable from the media, from Hollywood, to business, to politics. It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be, you know, we're going to talk about sports too. We're going to get into a little bit of everything in this world. But we got to we gotta be able to sort through this because the office depends on it. Voter integrity, the election results, going for it, it all matters. Okay. So yeah, come check me out here. Again, subscribe my page on YouTube, like my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You catch me on Parlor. We'll be all over the place. Website coming soon. Emo to witness the field show. Wave One Media, downtown East Market Street. It's a beautiful thing, y'all. I'm in a, my own show for the first time. I can't believe I'm actually doing this. You know, woke up one day, said I'm gonna do something. You put you put your mind to it, and you look up one day, you got your own show amazing so yeah i want to get into a little bit more news okay we go to the uh COVID speech we listen to biden you see the contract you see the comparison of what we can expect now again the supreme court ruled not to take the case based on standing not based on its merits we still got to have this case reviewed by some court some district court some judge we're going to get to the truth about what happened this election okay but right now, it looks like the Democrats are going to be in office. You guys for four years. So what are we going? To, what can we expect? Are we going to see the same child's behavior that we witnessed for the past four years, but in reverse on the Republican side? Are we going to see a lot of endless investigations, a do-nothing Congress? Are, are we ready for that again for another four years of gridlock? It's very possible. I kind of, I kind of want it. You know why? Look at this article right here from the. Yahoo News, New York Governor Cuomo is on the short list. Oh my God, I'm shaking. According to Business Insider here, we got New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is on the short list of Joe Biden's pick for the role of Attorney General. Jesus Christ, I'm scared. This, this dude is a freak. New York Governor Cuomo is one of the four candidates being considered for Attorney General in President-elect Joe Biden's administration, according to the Associated Press. Other three contenders, the other three contenders include former Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, outgoing Alabama Senator Doug Jones, and Merrick, Gar Merrick Garland. Cuomo has been previously said that he has no interest in going to Washington, despite having previously served as Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under, under Bill Clinton. Now, this is the same Governor Cuomo who we just saw administer that first shot to the New York uh, PPE uh, nurse, RN worker. Um, always, always opportunities for 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 us publicity. Can't wait for PR stuff. But it's also the same uh, 
governor who actually presided over the, this current pandemic in New York. And we heard about a lot of mistakes from his end, right? Sending, sending back sick patients back to nursing homes, killing off a lot of, a lot of uh, elderly people. He said to be held accountable for that. Trump sent him PPE equipment, ventilators. <clears throat> he has about 50,000 stocked up in a warehouse no one knows about, but he's begging for equipment. Every speech, every morning he's giving out these press conferences just, just sounding ignorant and, and obtuse in his language and rhetoric. Nobody wants that kind of leadership. And what's even more scarier is, is, is some of the other selections, some other options. Sally Yates, Doug Jones, Sally Yates. I mean, this is the same lady who signed the Pfizer warrants for the Russian investigation um, to spy on the Trump administration during the 2016 election illegally. Signing off on Pfizer warrants. If you heard us, if you heard her sitting testimony, it was just full of straight political jargon and, and lawyer speak. These people are sneaky. They're deep state. They're conniving. They're about to get back in office again with the same leadership back in office. So what you're going to see is a lot of investigations. Um, you're going to see, just like you saw Trump, you're going to see a lot of investigations going on against Biden. Ukraine, China, Hunter Biden, it's all coming. He's going to have a, you know, that's if Republicans maintain, maintain power in the Senate. Now, it's going to be some dark days ahead if that does not happen. Because you're going to see a, you're going to see a lot of investigations get shut down. You're going to see a lot of policies be implemented, a lot of executive orders be pushed into play that you're not going to like. So we need that balance of government. We need a, we need a, we need a, we need a counterweight for what we, what we, what's to come potentially. So you guys keep your eyes on on that Georgia Senate race. We are, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be following it. Um, there's a lot of stake. Going to put, you know, Purdue and Loughner. Um, so yeah, we'll keep track on that and, we're, and, we're, and we're, we'll be worried because we know we got a lot of the old familiar faces coming into office potentially. Um, and look at this cabinet. We, there's some people out here that you do not want to see in power, ladies and gentlemen. You, you don't want to see them behind the, the levers of power. So we'll, we'll keep you up on that. But like I said, there's still some, some battles going on. Like I said, the Supreme Court has not taken the case, but they have not said that it does not, they have not ruled on its merits. And don't forget, there's a lot of other lawsuits out there. You got Wisconsin um, reviewing their election results. You got you still got the electoral process where they have to be certified. A lot of things can happen from now in January. So there's a lot of people out there. Don't give up hope. Um, but you also need to prepare yourself for a post-Trump presidency in an incoming body administration and what that looks like. So we'll be talking about that in upcoming shows, what that will look like and what you can do to... to, to to be an American citizen, do your part, um, stay vigilant, and to be mindful of these policies that are going on in this in this in this country. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really a really a really a sharp contrast between the two administrations. Uh, but let's move on to a little bit of like uh, some of the president's successes, successes such as foreign policy. A lot of times we don't get to talk about foreign policy. You know, we're so we're so caught up in what's going on with the election. But a lot has been done overseas. You see, there's a lot of peace going on in the world, like peace between Israel and a lot of these Arab countries. Um, let's take a look at this article here. Looks like uh, 
Jerusalem Post. Let's check this out. Got Oman in Indonesia. Is likely the next countries to force ties with Israel. Oman and Indonesia could be the next in line to establish diplomatic relations with Israel in the coming weeks, a diplomatic source said Sunday. The Trump administration is continuing its efforts to bring more Arab and Muslim countries to the, to the Abraham Accords. The United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco have agreed to normalization with Israel, with Morocco normalization announced on Friday. After Bhutan agreed to force ties with Israel outside the framework of the Accords, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Saturday night said Israel is in touch with additional countries that want to enjoy the established relation with us. Vice President Mike Pence plans to visit Israel in January, as first reported by the Jerusalem Post last week. Regional Cooperation Minister Ophir, oh here we go. Okay, listen, here we go. Regional Cooperation Minister Ophir Akunis told Army Radio on Sunday. There we go, y'all. Look at the mean. Again, you know, President Trump has done a lot in four years after being investigated for four years. This is the most vetted president we've ever witnessed in American history. Look at all he's accomplished in four years. History will repeat. History will go down and show you all these successes. You won't see them now because we're being too disingenuous as a, as a nation, or at least the media as has. has in my mind, twist us to that beat, to that point. But anyway, we look at all these countries that are, you know, we have peace. We have we have no wars in four years. We've had this wall built. We've had various negotiations for treaties and and trade policies implemented for our success. I mean, a lot of things are going going well for us, and all might go, get all might be turned around in reverse if uh, this election is lost. But anyways, a lot at stake. We get into that as well. How foreign policy affects our country, and how it will going forward with you know with China, and Ukraine, and a Biden administration, and all the manipulation, all the money changing hands, and Libya, and just what's going on. You know what's what's going, what's really going on, and what's going to be at stake if will all this be reversed with the Iran nuclear deal? be implemented again a lot to talk about a lot a lot of changes can be made pretty soon and what role do we play and, and how does our families fit into all this so it can be very dire it can be very very sobering and we can make you kind of kind of want to go home and just lay down that's how sad politics can be that's how sad this world can be sometimes but I say stay vigilant stay optimistic and again, I don't like to to just harp on 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 sour notes and 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 politics because it can be kind of bo- politics because it can be kind of boring. Before I end the show, though, I want to make sure we end on on a light note. So I want to bring it to you um, again. Like I said, every day, every every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from ten to eleven, we are, we're out here live. And before I end the show, I like to give you guys a washed up athlete of the week. So today we have uh, this uh, who is this lady? This name Dashell Miller. Out of Baltimore, Maryland, former state wrestling champion, um, she uh, she apparently I think she's I think she's doing some amateur work now. I think she still she still wrestles, but um, but check this out though. I think she I think she needs some more work though. Give it up for Dr. Oh, 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 oh. What the hell? 
Won't she get up? Why is she, why she just sitting there? She's obviously not the state champion. I mean, obviously the her opponent. Her opponent is obviously the state champion. She listen to What's up with this? Damn, Dashell, the her opponent is a damn hurt. She can't she can't be the state champion. Like that. She, she, she wrest, that's how she wrestles. She has that one leg move. Once she take the leg, once she just get up and grab and grab her opponent around the neck. You was embarrassed me. I never seen your life. You're an embarrassment. Once you just take your leg and put it around the neck and then Figure leg lock. You can't hit in wrestling. You can't hit in wrestling. Her opponent is way better. shell is just. How is she? Get up. Where's you tap out? Uh, there you go. Get up. Yeah, that's why I Huh? That's why I thought. This Ooh. is not wrestling. This is something else. Is this the right clip? Such an embarrassment. Move. I want to know more about our opponent. Ooh. Ooh, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's washed up athlete of the, of the week. That's Shell Miller. I don't see how the hell she would stay champion in wrestling. I don't get. I don't. That, that's not, there's nothing in that video that shows me that she has any athleticism. I don't know about that she bitch. The other, the, her opponent was. You know, I think we need to get an interview with that, with that, with that opponent. But anyway, watch the bath of the week. That was Dashell Miller. I think she needs more work. She's about to jump back into the into the wrestling game. She needs to get off that to get off that floor. I don't know, but anyway, I'm able to win this show. This is Monday, December fourteenth of the Phil Show. F I L L. Fuck, I look like. Catch me on Wednesday. We're going to dive more further into these politics and these issues. And um, I want you to have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye.